Grace Church, welcome to all of you who are here in person, waiting the rain and the coming rain, and aren't having to dig out at home, thank goodness. And welcome to everyone who's online now or later. It's wonderful to gather together to worship the Lord. Few announcements. Um, first of all, the flowers. Uh, Mercedes has those dedicated to her mother and to her new granddaughter. So thank you, Mercedes, for the beautiful flowers that grace the altar today. Um, special announcements. Don't forget, we have prayer shawls that have been crafted, and I'm not, there's a rack of some of them right over along the wall. They've been crafted by members of the congregation who are in the prayer shawl crafting group. If you know of anyone who would benefit from feeling the loving embrace um, crafted here, but conveying God's love, there are little slips on the table in the north apse. You can just fill in one of those slips and drop them in that donation box, and we'll make sure that uh, prayer shawl gets blessed and, and provided to you for whatever the need. Um, taking a look at the calendar, um, and a reminder, the dates that I mentioned are also listed on the calendar that's in the hallway. So if I talk too fast or, or you're doing something else and miss a date, you can check out that calendar in the hallways or review. Um, today, after church, Next Gen has game day and pizza, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and pizza. So, and then um, at noon is um, on Zoom is the social time. We don't have in-person social today, but at noon on Zoom is the coffee without coffee as Les likes to call it. Um, Tuesday, 10 o'clock, is Bible study. Wednesday, 10 o'clock on Zoom, is the prayer group. On Monday the 23rd, that's the fourth Monday of the month, the prayer shawl group will get together and craft prayer shawls or scarves or hats or socks for those who are super talented with knitting and crocheting but things that would be useful to, to hand out to anyone in need. And that's, that's a new thing that the prayer shawl group will only meet on that fourth Monday of each month. We were meeting twice a month. Now it's gonna be just a fourth at one o'clock in the afternoon. For anybody who has free time at one o'clock on the fourth Monday of each month, love to have you come. And this last week, I didn't even bring my knitting I just came to sit there and, and commune with the, the other crafters. It's really so, a talking club. It's a re really a talking club, Margaret says. Yeah. But we solve lots of problems, so it's, it's good for that, too. Um, on Tuesday, the 24th, at 11 o'clock, after Bible study, is the next admin council meeting, for those of you on admin council. And the only other thing, skipping ahead to February the 10th, that's the date, right, Mario, for the next lunch bunch, and it's going to be at Olive Garden. So noon, February 10th, Olive Garden for lunch bunch. And Mercedes, I think, had something she wanted to talk about as well. And on February 5th, Kids Club's back. We're going to do something for Valentine's Day, so have lots of fun for that, for my, my kiddos that are here. Hey. I will send out an email about this, but Thursday night at Mission San Luis Rey, I will be participating with other faith leaders in North County for a, a prayer night for Christian unity. That'll be at Mission San Luis Rey uh, Thursday night at 6.30. Uh, I, uh, Lutheran, Presbyterian, Catholic, across the board, uh, all representing uh, different faith movements, celebrating the common bond of a greater spirit that gives us hope and strength so if you would like to participate in that i will send an email out by 
Tuesday afternoon that'll have the time and the address and everything a part of it. It was actually a part of this week's newsletter. There's a flyer in there for that as well. Also, I received, I sent out an email last week of some silly shenanigans that we can participate in uh, on January the 27th is uh, San Diego Goals United Methodist Night. And so uh, check your emails. There's a place that you can buy tickets on there. $5 from each ticket goes to the United Methodist Committee on Relief. So if you've ever been somewhat intrigued about going to a San Diego Goals hockey game, you can feed that interest and also help out the board. Uh, so please uh, mark those things down. And I would like to share with you something huge that Mercedes and I have been collectively working on together. I'd like for you to grab your calendars and write down Sunday, February the 19th. We are going to attempt a once a month mission and worship gathering from 4 to 6 p.m. This is a time that we'll have a sermon and some music. And within that, we will be participating through the entire time and sharing food and working on a mission project as a overall all age based community to do mission work while we worship. So this will be our first attempt. I was in a meeting last week and my original plan was to do this on February the 12th, but I, it was my, I was reminded that the ministry killer of the Super Bowl was that high. So it's probably not a great idea to have the first meeting of something conflict with the biggest sporting event in the United States. So this month, it'll be the third Sunday. I would like for us to proceed after that with it being the second Sunday of every month. And it's mission and worship. It's something that all ages can work on together. And it'll be a way that we can connect to the Holy Spirit while working on a way to share the Holy Spirit. So mark that down. This month, uh, February, it'll be the third, but moving thereafter, it will be the second Sunday of every month. Um, that's all of the announcements, so we'll move into prayer. I have a prayer for uh, 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 prayers of safety for uh, Gracie's friend, Lois. Are there any other prayer requests today? Yes, ma'am. My grandson, Robbie. Yes, ma'am. Gracie's friend, Lois, Margaret's grandson, Rob. Any others? Let's pray for everybody that's got to drive in this rain, including our dear friend, Jen, that had to drive all the way from Riverside County to get here in that garbage today. Thank you. Yes. And as we know, even though the prayer requests are not shared, it does not mean they don't exist. So we also take a moment of prayer for all of the unspoken prayers. Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for being present. We thank you for moving in our lives. We thank you for being the spirit that holds us. Be with us today as we worship you. In your son's precious and loving name we pray. Amen.
Stand in body of spirit for call of worship. <clears throat> Come and see, for miracles are all around us burning bushes, the light of the world, the calling of God. We are servants and friends, reflections of God, showing Christ's love to the world. Gather as one honored and called. We are strengthened by God, redeeming one. We will follow where Christ leads and be a light to the nations. I love it when the uh, the weather matches our story for the next two weeks. We build an ark out there, right? So that's totally who we're learning about. We're learning about Noah. So Noah built an ark, 
And, you know, back in the day, I don't think that they had instructions like, well, I teach kids, so it's all about Lego and Lego instructions. And I guess if you were an adult, it'd be Ikea, right? But kids, <laughs> kids, it's all about Lego and Lego bricks and Lego blocks and cubits. And how big, how big was an ark? Oh, there's an ark. I like that ark. That's a pretty cool looking ark, right? <laughs> that ark would have been one and a half football fields long. That's a big ark to fit that many animals in it, right? <laughs> a lot of animals, right? So, kids, let's go and let's learn more about animals and the animals on the ark and all of the fun for the next two weeks, right? You guys ready? I'm gonna hold my blocks. against us, and lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now for these words of assurance. Looking for spiritual gifts, talents, or miracles, Christ is everything we need. The Holy Spirit has, has gifts enough for all, and God has created you perfectly just the way you are. Rest assured in this miraculous gift of grace. In today's scripture reading from John, first chapter, verses 29 to 42. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water is that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave his testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent the day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to, to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of God. You will be called Cephas which when translated as Peter. This is the word of God for the people of God. Seventeen verses. Why? I'm a little bit more impressed that I can do that math that quickly in my head. <laughs> Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for your presence and your spirit that you guide through us and move through us and display your active reality within us to others. Be with us today, God, as we look towards your being. In your name we pray. Amen. The last few weeks we've been talking a lot about justifying grace and again to share with you for those of you who may not remember the definitions, justifying grace is the things that we actively respond to that Jesus Christ has already done responding to actions that already exist outside of us so that we can see what to emulate as we go out and interact with other people. Doing a character study as actors would share on what it means to follow the image of an individual and who acted out to transform, to become that image so intensely that people do not see us as we act through them, but they see who we are emulating. 
Annie, I can't keep my clicker on. I'm going to need you to do it. <coughs> I want us to think about that today as we look at this scripture as John proclaims, the one has arrived who will be the one to set the tone, set the example, be an active living image of what to do. Not just a dictator spouting words, but an individual willing to walk within the flock, not just lead it, and to participate in actions that will make change in the world. I love this scripture, specifically if you were a part of our John the Baptist uh, Advent journey, I shared with you a scene from the play The Cotton Patch Gospel in which the individual was sharing about the reality of Jesus. And he gets into this convoluted sharing that was even still as convoluted in the scripture that we just read, that John the Baptist came to celebrate the one that's coming, that's already before him, that's right beside him and behind him and paving the way in front of him. My compass is broke. But the reality that we serve a God that's willing to lead and to serve before us, behind us, beside us, and more importantly, with us. We're going to look at the importance of seeing that action today. And as we come to behold the Lamb of God, we are going to celebrate the ways that we are challenged to become an image of something that's outside of us, and live in such a way that we hold the full definition of Christian, Christ-like. Not our journey to go out and to say what Pastor Drew did, but our journey to say this person who loves Jesus Christ did this. So that a greater community can hold an image of hope and love so that the community can continue to be the beacon the light that shines through the darkness. I know that I've used this explanation before, but I want to share with you a phrasing that one of my favorite 1960s drummers once shared, and I want to use it once again, and I know I've used it before, but I want to share it in this context because as we talk about a Christ that exists in a visual nature, to other people, Christ is not a noun. Christ becomes a verb that we live with. And Mickey Dolans, the drummer for the Monkees, once shared in an interview, he was asked by a Christian columnist, do you believe in God? And Mickey's response is he believes in a verb and not so much a noun. I could not agree with Mickey Dolans even more. As I proclaim the reality that I cherish in Jesus Christ, the reality that's shared in this scripture today, the reality that John the Baptist preached about, about the one that was before him, that would be behind him, that would be beside him, <clears throat> broke my compass again. But I believe in an individual that was not this great unseeable being that says things. But I believe in a reality that lives and breathes and walks and talks and shows and lives and displays what we are called to display to the greater world. I want us to think about that very specifically this morning because as we move into this weekend, it's Martin Luther King weekend. And as we celebrate an individual that held a belief so sternly and loudly, but yet so passionately and caringly that he stepped out to be a voice for the voiceless, to share a reality that needed to be heard and needed to be transformed. My clicker stopped again. Let's look at this quote from Dr. King. I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to 
to bear. I want us to think about that reality for a moment. We deal with, and it's not our fault, maybe it is, if it is, I'll take blame for it. We live within a burden at times that the name Christ, and I shared this a few weeks ago, has become a curse word for some dear friends. We live within a reality as we go forth to share a reality of love. Unfortunately, we do it with words that hurt individuals who are only trying to find a place of love and care and full acceptance to sit at a table of grace and to celebrate something that cannot be taken away from them. I love this quote as almost as much as I love that you can't fight darkness with darkness. You can only fight darkness with the light because when we become the light of the image that exists outside of us and we continue to only focus on the love that Jesus Christ lived as a being, as a verb, to walk and live with other individuals to display that you're important. And I'm showing that by being the one that is before you, who is the one behind you, who is the one beside you, walking with you to transform and care for the world. I want to share this with you in a little bit more of a, of a silly way. There's a show that I like called Ted Lasso. It comes on Apple TV. And one of the things that Ted Lasso would share for this is doing the right thing is never the wrong thing. That sounds like something Drew Davis would say. That sounds like something. I gotta, I gotta put my uh, Southeast Virginia in this one. Doing the right thing is never the wrong. I want us to think about that because we exist as a culture that really direly wants to do what's right. We want to live to the book definition of what it means to be a Christian. We want to be Christ-like. But what happens sometimes is we stumble over our own fears that we get in our own way and through stumbling over our fears we convolute what we're trying to do another statement that dr king shared is people fail to get along because they fear each other they fear each other because they don't know each other they don't know each other because they have not communicated with each other. I want us to think about this quote for a few moments. And I want us to go back to the importance of realizing that the existence of Jesus Christ is much as an active verb as it is a noun that we sing in all in all. Jesus Christ took the time to be with creation. I believe in the God in flesh. I believe in the triune God of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe in the greater deity that put on flesh to walk with us, talk with us, sing with us, eat with us, cry with us as we saw him do for his friend. To laugh with us on the side of seashores and to be the one that not only kept the party going by keeping the wine flowing. I did not mean for that to rhyme, but I'm proud of that one. <laughs> but he was also the one who took on death and rose again because it's something he did not care for. I celebrate that. I celebrate the God who took the time to be with us and to experience the things that he would take care for for us so that God could understand us. It's the reality of listening and being with people that open the doors that make it so that we can share and care 
not because it's something that we think we should do, but we took the time to understand someone else enough to know why it's important to them. I want us to think that through and fully because it's our call. It's something that I hope that we'll experience as we begin to do these once a month worship services that Mercedes and I have been working on. When we begin to look at what we come here for to be in this place of worship, there should be something that we are growing towards that we can take out to other people. There should be a usage of the knowledge that we receive. So if we receive that knowledge within a moment that we are actively participating in that usage, how much further will we grow? It's one thing to say that I love and care for something unless that I sit down and enjoy it. I've shared so many times, it's one thing to say that I love football, but if I'm not sitting there watching the Super Bowl on February the 12th so that Pastor Drew has to move his worship service on February the 19th, he said, joking. Then am I really a fan? I want us to be involved in it. I want us to be fanatical about it. The word fan comes from the word fanatical. It means to be so deeply connected to something that we want to be with it. We want to move through it. We want to participate in it so badly that it becomes important to someone else. I am still working on the sermon that I've shared with you that I want to share one day of the arrows of our faith. Eros being the passionate, loving love that we share with another person. And I truly feel that we can have that passionate, loving love with God to be so drawn and compelled by His Holy Spirit that we passionately just want to walk side by side with it, much in the imagery of what John Wesley would explain as sanctifying grace. I want us to think about that. I want to share with you a narrative of something that happened yesterday in my life. <laughs> and bear with me, here comes a Drew Davis story, so just bear with me. My kids love me like a lot. <laughs> and I got this cool thing the other day, there's this thing on the internet, it's called a cameo. And if you get a cameo, you, you send out to some celebrity fill out this form and you tell them everything that that you want them to say to the person you're sending it to and they sit there and record it and they email it to them and you get that cameo well somebody it was very here comes the Drew Davis story I'm sorry Mike Mike Castor was over here he's the chair of SBRC point all complaints to Mike Castor <laughs> The kids got me a, a cameo from Ricky Morton. Raise your hand if you're not in my family and have a, a bit of clue who Ricky Morton is. No hands are up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ricky Morton was one half of the Rock and Roll Express, one of my favorite tag teams in wrestling when I grew up. This is this is Ricky Morton. So. The kids got me a Ricky Morton uh, cameo, and it was the best pep talk I've had in about two months. The first thing he said is, I bet you didn't even think I was still alive. <laughs> and my response was, I didn't. <laughs> but I got this pep talk from Ricky Morton last week, and it was just absolutely amazing. So the first half of this narrative that connects to our sermon today today was my kids saw something that I really love, and they remembered somebody that I tell all these stories about, and then they saw him on this internet thing, and they listened to me, and they've heard all of these stories about how wrestling was better in the 80s than it is today, and they found something that I like because they listened to my stories about it. But here's what happens that's pretty cool 
Sometimes when they go on the journey with you, what they do for you becomes something that you can give back to them. And I had this really cool moment yesterday that I saw this picture of Ricky Morton standing in front of the all-inclusive flag yesterday. And I got to go to my kids who are, that have a letter, they are part of the LGTB family. And I got to say, you remember that cool guy that I share all these stories to you about? Look at this picture, tell me what you see. And my family had this kind of cool moment yesterday of this cool guy that I tell all these stories about showing support to them within their journey. I want church to be that. I talk and I share regularly about what a cool guy that Jesus Christ is. I talk regularly about how Jesus Christ, and in a lot of the major moments of his ministry, went way out of his way to talk to individuals who were viewed as less than. Jesus Christ went way out of his way to talk to the lady who came to the table to ask for scraps from the king's table, even though the disciples around him were telling them to tell this lady to go away. I serve a Jesus Christ who was sitting in the sanctuary one day and all the kids were in the back cutting up and being loud and all the disciples was telling the kids to be quiet, but Jesus Christ told the kids to come up and sit with me. I look at a Jesus Christ who sat at a lady at the well who was just trying to take what the community needed for that day. And even though that he was Jewish and she was a Samaritan and they shouldn't have been talking, he talked to her and spent time with her to hear her story and to give her the life-changing waters of salvation. All of this flips all the way back to this thing. I have spent, I spent the first 10 years of my faith being afraid of things. I really have. I've been, I spent the first 10 years of my faith, the affirmative years that really mold who you are being afraid of letting Jesus Christ down. And I didn't do the things that Jesus Christ would have done because I was afraid of letting down God. I think about this phrase as people fail to get along because they fear each other. I spent too much time in my life being afraid of being viewed as something that wasn't holy and just. I spent too much time being worried about losing God's love because I never heard the words of John Wesley and I definitely never heard the words of Jesus Christ actually say, for God loves the world that whosoever believes in him. And that whosoever holds a lot of bearing, it's, it's more than an equality statement. It is an assurance statement. It doesn't say that God so loves the world unless that you screwed up Saturday night. It doesn't say that God so loved the world unless that you accidentally hurt somebody else's feelings. within the place of assurance that we forget the common fact that Jesus Christ was willing to walk around with anyone, for anyone, beside everyone, before, behind, beside, with, as John the Baptist said. It's okay to take a chance in love. It's okay to remember that doing the right thing is never the wrong thing. Did hit my accent again to say that on purpose. <laughs> it is never, it is doing the right thing is never the wrong thing. When we really step outside of our reality, when we realize that God stepped out of the comfort of heaven to come down here and to cry and die with us and for us, 
that opens a lot of doors and taking a lot of chances and doing some really, really, really cool things. Whether you're Ricky Morton that took a picture one day, whether that you're Dr. King showing that no matter how much hate there is, that love can prevail, or you're just some weird guy with a southern voice saying doing the right thing is never the wrong thing. There's so much that can be done when we realize that living the reality can touch so many hearts and make so many things possible. On the night in which that Jesus Christ gave himself up for us, he shared this reality. Jesus Christ shared with the disciples that on that night when his body is broken, he shared the body, the bread being the image of his body. And then on that evening when his body would be broken for us, it would create a connection to grace that cannot be taken away. And on that evening when he took the cup and he shared the cup and he shared with them, this is my covenant with you. They cannot be taken away and will never be forsaken. The promise of the blood, the active gift of God's giving, opening a place of grace that has no exclusions. When Jesus Christ sat with his disciples to share the path of love and to share as the words that Dr. King shared, I have decided to stick with love because great uh, hate is too great a burden to bear. As Christ shared through his active nature, the necessity of being with other people, listening to other people, interacting with other people. And then one day you just happen to take a picture that touches a family's life. And then you realize fully that doing the right thing is never the wrong thing. Precious God, please take, take these gifts of bread and cup and please make them be as your body and blood for us. Help us to find our connection to you and help us to be willing to do as you did to find a connection with others. As we celebrate these gifts of bread and cup, we proclaim the mystery of your activeness, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. Be with us in this time of celebration, Lord. Amen. Please receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. Bless these gifts, that they may be vessels of your grace 
helping others find your glory within themselves and within our world. Amen. of carrying the light. It's so easy, even my dear friend just rocks at it. Anything I said in the sermon, remember that. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. God is love. Amen. Amen. 